Hey guys, it's Joe Garcia, Playboy's Gamer Next Door, and you're hearing it here on Versus Node Podcast on GamerNode.com. Welcome to the Versus Node replay for September 2010, where Halo came out and not much else. My my name is Associate Editor Jason Finelli. It says that on my birth certificate. Um, and I'm doing all right. But first, let's talk about everybody else. News Director Michael Murphy sitting to my imaginary right. How are you doing, Mike Murphy? Good. Um, I, I, as much of a uh, Halo fanboy as I am, I... I think there's something amiss. I think you're you're lying a bit. I think more than just Halo came out. I know. I'm being facetious. <laughs> it's all right. If you if well, if you believe most of the gaming news outlets, you think Halo was the only thing that actually released. Um, but or if you look at the sales numbers, but that's a whole other issue entirely. And on my imaginary left is Dan Crabtree, keeping What's it up? real. How you doing, man? Good. I'm just eating some gummy bears. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Dude, the red ones are so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> How are they different from the other ones? I can't wait to I hear... mean, they're clearly different flavors. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't wait to hear you in the middle of the podcast just go, Yeah, I really <laughs> like advising. Yeah. That's what I'm planning on doing. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, it this was September, as it is September 28th, the last main release day of the year. Um, there were, there are a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about as far as what hit the gaming world in this past month. Start with September the 7th, which gave us NHL 2011, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Uh, that next Sunday, the 12th of September, was Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. September 14th was Halo Reach, which nobody played. <laughs> um, September... No, nah, me neither. No, no, no. September 21st was uh, Civilization V was the big one that day. Uh, and then September 28th today was uh, Dead Rising 2 and FIFA 11 for the sports fans. Um, if you're a paintball fan, Greg Hastings Paintball 2 finally gets a uh, – Greg Hastings Paintball finally gets a uh, next-gen or current-gen iteration. And that that's mostly it from what I can think of. Um, I might have missed a couple here or there, but I'm sure we'll get to them in our conversation. Now, let's start with Dan. Mm-hmm. What did you play out of that list, if anything? Or, or what have you played enough that you really want to talk about it? Well, I played Halo a whole bunch. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we all did. That's, yeah, that's been talked about. I, you know what I did play for a little bit with NHL 11? Yeah? Uh, at, at a friend's place. Um, and that game is sick. I mean, it's, it's not... It didn't, like, change the series in a huge way, I didn't think, but... Yeah, I have to say, um, the ultimate team, if you love hockey and you have a card game addiction, which unfortunately I do, it will suck money out of your Xbox Live account like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, what what isn't Mike Murphy addicted to, really? That's a very good question, actually. <laughs> very it's probably true. a smaller list than what I am addicted to. Yeah. <laughs> like cocaine and meth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Sorry, I completely got off track there. Um, how about you, Mike? Did you play anything besides what everyone else has played? 
Um, hold on one second. I just uh, I just need two more turns before I uh, before this mosque gets built in my capital. Oh no! Hold on. Hold on. Is, your, hold on. is your capital by any chance ground zero? The, that's uh, terrible. That's not nice. <laughs> Dude, we almost lost our podcast because I must spit water all over the laptop after hearing that. Anyway, if you couldn't tell from that joke, I've been playing quite a bit of Civilization Five. You like which, it? Oh, it's it's awesome. Uh, I bought it on. Uh, I bought it last week on the release day, um, uh, and. I sat down to start playing it, and like any typical Civilization player, I sit down figuring, okay, I'm just going to play for a couple of turns, maybe an hour. And then you look at the clock, and it's three to four hours later, and you go, what the hell have I been doing? Wow. Um, it's it's so much more improved than Civilization Four. I, I love the fact that there's no more stack. It allows you to strategically place your units a lot better. And the fact the tiles are in hexagon form allows you to flank enemy units much better um and i like how units aren't in the city they only add to a city's like de- like uh i guess uh defensive power like the uh the bombardments they can cast from within the city out onto the invading soldiers i like that uh the advisors are a huge help if you don't know what you want to develop next or you're unsure uh you just go to your advisors and they'll each put in your their opinion you have a Science advisor, a foreign uh, policies advisor, an economic advisor, and a military advisor. And they'll all give you different opinions based on what's going on in the game as to what you should develop and build. Um, and it also it's, it's also just beautiful. It, it's a really pretty-looking game. And, uh, I, I, and I haven't even gotten into the, the new diplomacy system, which is amazing. To, um, to play with these computers and to see, like, the actual represented leaders... Um, Talking to you in this backdrop, fully animated in their native dialects and their native tongues, is just awesome. It gives that real like feeling of authenticity. That um, is. I was, I was wondering about the um, uh, hexagonal tile, tiles. Is it like you interact with? If you're on like one tile, can you interact with all of them, all of the tiles that are touched, like at the corners, or is it only yes. on the sides? On the sides. On the sides. On the sides. So not. If it's like touching just one point at the corner, no. Okay, all right. Well, te- technically, sense. if you technically if you're uh, if you're going to a tile that's on the point of the corner, it's technically on one of the sides anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, is is the whole the whole hexagonal thing throwing you off? No, not really. Um, I pretty much from seeing what I from seeing the previews of it at uh, PAX East and E3, I kind of got uh, kind of got the idea of it, and the second I played it, it 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 was just like common knowledge. Like, the second you know, okay, there's no stack, there's an emphasis now on uh, strategically placing your, your units uh, on single tiles. <laughs> Once <Unit>. you... <laughs> Sorry. Yes, units. Lots, <laughs> lots. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, there's a, there's a much bigger emphasis on strategy and being able to position your... Uh, Trying not to use that word again. Uh, position your military uh, people uh, <laughs> uh, so that way you don't get flanked, or so that way your unit, your uh, groups that aren't weak against uh, other enemy groups, don't get slaughtered easily. Like um, 
I'll put my uh, my musketmen, my minutemen, or my uh, long swordsmen uh, in the front lines <laughs> when going into a battle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, you would place them on the front lines, and you'd put your archers and your catapults behind them. And so long as you've got your flanks covered well enough, or if you've got like mountains on each side, the enemy can't get ar- get around to kill your archers until they plow through your uh your tanks first so it really it it makes it a lot easier and and also with your ranged units you can fire volleys over your uh your melee units to deal damage which sounds like fairly historical Mm -hmm. with it so it all it all makes sense within the context of history and historical combat so historically accurate would be my question Um, depends on what you mean by historically accurate. Um, if by civilizations, uh, it seems pretty accurate. I mean, I've only, I've only, I've only seen what I've seen in, uh, the demos and the only games I've played as played as the Americans. And the only, uh, the only two civilizations I've encountered are the Chinese, which I utterly destroyed. And (laughs) hey, hey, I was, I was inflicting uh, enforcing manifest destiny. On my continent, <laughs> and they didn't want me to expand by their borders. Mm. So, so I did what I had to. You were like, "Shut to. up, bitch! I'm going." <laughs> mm-hmm. Got all Coverneck so, on them. So, I mean, it seems pretty historically accurate from what I've from what I've seen. But I mean, then again, I'm not like I'm not a official historian on all the cultures uh, on all these um, these nations that are featured in the game. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, before I get into my console plays, um, I w- had the great fortune to pick up and play Professor Layton 3 and the, un- the Unwound Future. Um, all the people who won't play Professor Layton because they're puzzle games, um, now it's time for you to shut up. Because, yes, you're solving puzzles the whole time. Yes, they're brain teasers and math problems, and you're not in school. You're playing a game, whatever. Whatever arguments I've heard since, I've started pl- since I started playing this. The story of this game is as good, or if not better, than any game I've played this year. Get out. It's up there. Wow. Good, That's good, a statement. Good twist. Mass Effect 2 is 2010. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. I, I would probably put Mass Effect number one, Red Dead two, and Layton three. Wow. If I if I had to pick best story right now, a couple of twists I didn't see coming. A couple of uh, I mean, a couple of easy setups. Like, oh, here it comes. But the 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 last scene before the credits in the uh, in the epilogue and the last couple of scenes, it's it's almost like it's like watching a, a cartoon. Because I mean, it's it's fully animated, like an like, a, like, a, like it is a cartoon. So I guess you are watching it. But the the voice acting is superb in this really? game. It's it's probably one of the best voice acted games on the DS by far. Um, and I, I, maybe what I like most about it is, is that it's not a happy ending by any oh, means. Interesting. It's 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 you would think Professor Layton, oh he's up there, he's he's doing his stuff, he's just solving puzzles, he's a happy go lucky. No, 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 no. This game creates Layton as a troubled man. Dude, Layton turns on his apprentice. No, 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 no death. <laughs> no death to Luke. Not happening. But 
But it really, like, in the first two games, you're just like, oh, Leighton's a smart dude who can solve mysteries. Mm-hmm. He just put – he's no different than Fred or Shaggy. Um, but in this game, they, they they add so many layers to him as a character, and they and they, they they answer so many questions that you didn't even know you wanted the answer to. Like, where did his hat come from? Why did he start wearing the hat? Who gave it to him? Why does he put so much emphasis on being a gentleman and all this other stuff? It, it's just like – you don't really know that you want to know these things, but then when it tells you, you're just like, whoa. That's awesome. Yeah, I really can't say enough about Professor Layton. I can't. Okay, I, and when I read your review, the thing that you were also saying is that the gameplay has improved a whole bunch, which I have to imagine just means that there's more puzzles. There is, yes. There is, uh, I think, total on the disc, there is 168 puzzles. Nice. Um, but there's also these things called puzzle battles, where it's in a like a little... Um, like a crucial point in the story where it's a real quick puzzle that um, if you lose, then uh, it's not like a game over. He'll just keep asking you to solve it again. But um, it's a really like, like there's, there's a lot of um, maybe there's one or th- like three or four in succession or like basically one of those things like, like, a, like, a, like a game of three card Monty where it's real quick. You look, you pick one, and then if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you try again. Okay. Um, and then there was one, there was one puzzle battle that took me like 10 minutes before I realized, oh, okay, that's what they wanted. But yeah, I mean, if you liked any of them, any of them, play them. Good. Play, and if, if you don't, then there's, if you liked one and two and you don't play three, there's something wrong with you. Sorry. Um, but enough about that. Because I, you read my review, everything. There's one more thing I want to do, and I'll turn it over to somebody else. Um, I, unfortunately, could not be part of the Reach roundtable. Dude, I couldn't either. The, you weren't there either? No. no. All right. N- neither of you? I was. Oh. I'm the lone person from this podcast who All right, then. Go sit. survived the, uh, the I mean, unfortunate I cutting of uh, the Reach roundtable. Then go yeah, sit in the corner. part of it um, that was saved. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to talk about Reach a little bit because... Well, it's hard. Really, bananas hard. Yep. What is? Campaign legendary by yourself. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. definitely. Bananas. Mm-hmm. I've I've been on mission four for three days. Jeez. <laughs> you're you're real dedicated to getting that the legendary medal then. Well, I, I want to be done with it, and I want to ever do it again. I went and did it on. Um... I played for 12 hours uh, release day on Legendary by myself, and then I beat it on the second day after, like, six hours. Wow. How many times did you continue? Like, 15? <laughs> a lot more than 15. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Uh, that night- the, if you think it's hard in Mission 4, just wait until you get into the later missions, because you yes. get get ready to sit there for hours on end in the same battle. Oh, I'm God. So excited. And yes. Then, then you see the, uh, the thing pop up that says, Checkpoint Done. You're just like, oh my god, thank you. Oh, that's... <laughs> this was something we talked about in the, uh, towards, I think towards the end of the, uh, the, the Reach uh, roundtable. Unless it happens in the middle of a firefight. Yeah, yeah, great. When you're in the middle of a fight with, like, a group of three or four elites and, like, a bunch of grunts and jackals and you kill, like, two elites, you've got, like, two bars of health left, your shield regenerates, and just because you're far enough away from the rest of the group, you get a checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, I, great. I'm going to be here for the next two hours just crawling through this. Thank you, Bungie. 
I agree with that. You know why I agree with that? Because one of the reasons it took me so long to get past the third mission was because one of my checkpoints was literally standing in front of um, uh, an, an elite. Ooh. Just standing right in front of him. And I'm like trying to shoot him and it says it says uh, checkpoint done. And I'm like, oh, great. So if I die, I'm going to be right in front of this ugly bastard again. <laughs> and sure enough, he killed me. And I just got back up and then he killed me again because he didn't have time to react. Respawn, get punched in the face. Respawn, get punched in the face. Exactly. <laughs> there, I, I thought for there. I thought at that point, I thought it was a little broken. I thought that. Oh yeah, I, it was. Why would it respawn me? The checkpoint system really screwed me over when I was at the end of Legendary Two because, um, right before the final segment of the game, which I'm not going to talk about, um, there's this one last fight against a group of uh, like uh, a couple grunts and zealots. Elite zealots, which have all, which all have like either dual plasma pi- uh, pistols or power weapons. It's I mean, plasma rifles. There's a whole mess of brutes too, right? No, this is after that. Okay, it's after the big, the big, big fight. This, uh, this is like the group that you have to get to beat to get to the last section after like okay. the big firefight esque like. Right. Battle. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yep. But I, uh, <clears throat> I got a checkpoint right before I fought against them. And it took me an hour and a half to two hours on Legendary to finally outsmart all of the elite, these elites and kill them and get to the next section. And it even updated my objective on the game. And I started the next section, the final section of the game, and died. And it didn't give me a checkpoint. Uh... So it reverted me right back to that fight with all those zealots. That took and it you an took hour. Me another hour to two hours wow. to get back over. Oh my god! I would have. I, 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 I had a very different experience from both of y'all because I played it on like normal the first time, <laughs> which I, I mean clearly that makes me not a gamer. Like I'm, a, I'm a weakling. And... <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> By Jason's definition of a gamer, clearly I'm no longer. Uh, well, wait just <laughs> I'm, I'm, now. Have you listened I'm... to the last Big Man rant? No, I know I listened to. You. That's why I said I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, I just played on normal. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I played it, like, I was able to do some co-op parts with some of my friends. And, like, I'm, I'm living in a fraternity house, so people who don't play video games are coming in and out all the time. They want to play, and I'm just like, sure. And th- that was really good for the setting that I'm in. Like, it worked out really well. I'm going to, like, I've already started playing on Legendary, so I'm going to get to that point where I'm, you know, beating my head against a wall. But I mean, if you it, what, normal, frat boy, really what frat boy <laughs> does not like Halo? That's very true. You you, you you pretty much like just it's it's pretty much like just chucking uh, like five gallons of blood in the middle of shark infested waters. <laughs> it's a little bit true, yeah. A little bit drastic, if you ask me. But, I mean, not that many are really very good at Halo. People just like playing it because it's fairly easy to pick up and play. True. So. Unless you want to be really competitive. Yeah, exactly. So you haven't gotten to the uh, the space segments yet. No six, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, those are really sweet. I thought I wish that they would do online multiplayer in space. In space, like basically Battlefront style. That would have been cool. But whatever, it is what it is. So can we can we all agree that Reach we did like it, but to the point where it's like a love hate relationship. A little bit. No, yeah. I loved it. 
just just period. It, it had its frustrations, but I'm such a Halo fanboy that I was willing to forgive it. Because well, it, was, well, it was problems that existed throughout almost the entirety of uh, Halo's existence. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you love it, but you hate it because you love it. And, and you hate it because of how mad it makes you, but then you love that it, ma- it makes you mad enough that you're into it. It's like a... I, I you understand guess. I'm not saying I, a love-hate relationship where it's like one minute you're, you're cuddling and the next minute you're slapping each other. No. <laughs> and let me just say, I can see you cuddling with your, um, with your copy of Halo. I can see Yes, I can absolutely see that. Um, I sleep with my noble, noble team statue. That's disgusting. Kidding. Kidding. Sorry I asked. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the reason I ask is because um, as much as we, as much as much Reach deserves to be talked about, there are a couple other things I want to get into before we, uh, we cut this loose. Specifically, um, who's been killing zombies all day? Anybody? I wish I could Unf- say I have. Unfortunately, not me because I ordered the high-stakes edition off of the Capcom store and it hasn't been mailed to me yet. I Did you really? Yep. Jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I have it. I picked it up today. I brought it home, and it is awesome. Yeah. I, I I cannot stress enough how awesome it is. What weapons have you made so far? I have made the spike bat that you. That, well, okay. The weapon. Here's the weapons that I've made that weren't in case zero. Okay. The defiler. Did I tell you about that? No, um, maybe the defiler. The defiler is two sledgehammers and two fire axes taped together to make a plus sign. Hold on, what's a fire axe? Is it an axe that's on fire? No, it's a no. Axe. It's a, a fireman's, fireman's axe. Oh, a fi- so it's just an axe. Yes. Okay. College boy, right there. <laughs> this is just, yeah, really. Let's like shit on fire and drink. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and play Halo. <laughs> and play Halo. Um, the Defiler is awesome for two reasons. One, because every hit is a bloody, gory mess. Um, because it's a sledgehammer and a fire exit. I would expect nothing less. Uh, but secondly, because every time you kill a zombie with it and zombies die in one hit, it's 125 points. Nice. Wow. I'm, I'm at level 10 and I just finished case one. Wow. How many levels are there? Thir- uh, 50. I believe you can get up to level 50. I think it's the last achievement. Okay. I believe it's thirty or fifty, one or the other. So, how does one wield a plus sign of sledgehammers and axes? Well, when with the regular attack, he just kind of like he does almost like a like a golf swing. Okay. But if you hold it in, if you hold in the button, he actually does a, a fast sweep across. So you can get four or five at a time. Hmm. Um. And it, it's it's a ver- and what's cool is you get these weapons rather early. The fire axe you can find in the safe house. And then the sledgehammer is when you come out of the safe house, you come into the Royal Flush Plaza. That's where you enter the main world. There's a fire axe. I'm sorry, uh, a sledgehammer leaning up against the box right there. So then, once you get the maintenance key, once Sullivan gives you the maintenance key that opens up all the maintenance uh, areas in the entire city, um, the first maintenance door is like where I said the, the door to Royal Flush Plaza has the sledgehammer right there. Well, if you backtrack around the bend, there's the maintenance area. So you oh. can you can make a defiler as soon as you get that key and start defiling things. Sweet. Um, I will say this. I learned this the hard way for anyone who wants to play Dead Rising 2. During your first playthrough, 
for, through the first case and a half, maybe the first day and a half, stay the hell away from the Yucatan Casino at the end of the Palisades Mall. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> don't go n- inside that place. I'm I'm going to take a shot that? in the dark and assume that that's the place in the screenshots that is the casino completely flooded with zombies. No, 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 no. no. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. There's a psychopath in there. His name is Ted. He's not a zombie. He's not a zombie. He's a psychopath. He's a boss. His name is wow. Ted. Ted isn't hard. It's his partner, Snowflake the Tiger. Oh, God. <laughs> So this is like a little uh, Siegfried and Roy ripoff. Did you play Dead Space One? I mean, not Dead yeah. Space, Dead Rising One. You know how they were the bosses, the psychopaths, like the clown and the and the, the sniper with his kids. It's essentially one of those. So it's it's a boss fight. But okay. here's the problem with it, and here's why I say go there on your second playthrough, not your first. Um, throughout the game, there are gifts that you can find, and you can bring these gifts back to Katie, and give them to her. Now. There is achieve, there's an achievement for one gift, and there's an achievement for every gift in the game. Snowflake the Tiger is a gift. Oh my god. What you have to, what you you have to do is, or you have to kill Ted, but during the fight you have to bring three steaks with you, like food steaks, uh-huh. and you, you throw them at Snowflake. When she eats all three of them, she's officially tamed, and she joins you as if she were another survivor. That's so awesome. Though. That's awesome. And then you bring her back to the safe house to present her to Katie, and Katie's like, sweet, bitchin' tiger. <laughs> right now, though, I don't want to have to wait. Well, how do you get the steaks? There's a food place not too far from there. But here's the thing. I just leveled up to level 10. And I only have six or seven slots for items. So that's three steaks and three weapons. And you can't feed her the steaks until after the fight. Yikes. So that's why I say wait for second playthrough. So that way you can level up to at least... Let's see, if I'm at level 10 right now and I'm done the first case and there's seven cases, that would be, what, maybe 20, 25? You'd have plenty of health by then. You'd have nine or ten item item selection or item uh, whatever. I, I would definitely wait. It'd be worth it. No, It'd be worth it. But fucking tiger. That's that's badass. That thing is a bitch. Um, you know what I kind of like about that though? I feel like it's sort of a lost art with a, a lot of games to put something in that you can do the entire time if you want, but it's clearly too hard to do at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. if, if y'all remember Chrono Trigger back in the day, you could fight, uh, not Andros, that's Star Fox. What was Lavos. Lavos. You could fight Lavos, like, at the very beginning of the game, if you wanted to. But there's no real reason to, because it would be way too difficult. It's kind of like in, uh, in most Final Fantasy games, with, like, the Omega and Ultimate Weapons. It's like, they appear midway to two-thirds of the way into the game, and you can right. fight them if you want. But you're gonna get your ass handed to you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I I liked being humbled as a player during those moments and being like, "All right, you're getting a little too big for your britches. Just chill out, and you'll get there eventually." Yeah, <laughs> where where a game basically makes you gut check yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, I wish it didn't happen so often because I like to think that I'm good at video games. And if I keep getting gut checked, <laughs> yeah. I'll just be sad. What was those tigers? Fucking tiger! <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. That's my spiel on uh, on Dead Rising 2. If you have not played it yet, it did just come out today. But go play it. You'll love it. It's worth it. Great game so far. I'm hoping it stays good. Story looks interesting. I want to bang Rebecca Chang. You'll see what I mean when when you play it. Um, no, you'll you'll see. She's like they. It's like they made her a porn star reporter just by the way she looks at him and the way she walks and yeah. Wow. So I yeah. feel like it's not like that. It probably is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So that's uh, that's my uh, spiel. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? This seems it seems like we uh, we covered pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's pretty much all I played. Slow month. Yeah, well, it's gonna start picking up. That's for sure. Holy shit! It starts next week. Yeah, it starts. Next week. All right, here's your here's your October preview. Are you ready? Get your thoughts. Get your thoughts now. You got October fifth. You got NBA two K eleven, which. Let's talk about the death of NBA Elite 2011. Have you heard about this? No. No. NBA Elite 11 yesterday was delayed indefinitely Ooh. by EA. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the demo came out and all the major sports gaming blogs or all the major sports uh, gaming sites or gaming sites in general. Hip-hop gamer. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just kind of took a big, huge dump on the demo because it was terrible. Um, so yeah, so they suspended it indefinitely. They're going to release NBA Jam as a standalone title, whether it's download or on disc, we don't know, before the holidays, and they want it out in 2011. NBA Jam? No, uh, Elite. Okay. Jam will be out before the holiday by itself. Um, by or for the 360 and PS3 by itself before the holidays, but for the Wii next week as well. Right, right, right. Um, next week is also Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh man, I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, that looks pretty sick. And uh, Def Jam Rap Star. I'm not gonna play the shit out of that. No. Um, Dude, no. those games are always fun in like a semi-hilarious way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm not gonna play it at all. <laughs> uh, Two Worlds Two was supposed to be next week, but they delayed it. That's a big. Until January. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking forward to that too. I was kind of hoping it would come out, but it didn't. Um, October twelfth brings us Lucha Libre. Oh, what? You forgot uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Oh, that's next week too. Yep. Sorry, it got overshadowed by Castlevania, just like it will in real life. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. No, I kinda... Have y'all played the Enslaved demo, by the way? Yeah, I kind of have some some high hopes for it. I like that the source material is the same source material that's that uh, inspired Dragon Ball Z. Um, yep. But I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be interested in Monkey. Um, anyhow, back back on track. Um, yeah. October 12th, Lucha Libre, Heroes Del Ring, which I'll try because I'm a wrestling fan, but whatever. Um, Medal of Honor would be the big one that day. Um, Medal of Honor hopefully will uh, make some people happy, um, especially Battlefield fans. Battlefield fans will be right at home with that one. Um, Sengoku Pissara, Samurai Heroes, the Dynasty Warriors-esque um, game from Capcom looks pretty good. 
something to think about. Uh, Super Scribblenauts, which could be the DS game of the year, um, as long as it plays a lot more interesting than the last one did. Uh, that's October 12th. Yeah. It just, it, I loved Scribblenauts 1. It was just the story mode. There was no point to it. Yeah. So hopefully Super Scribble will get that taken care of. October 17th is a... Hold on. Oh. Um, these aren't actual game releases, uh, like original game releases, but I just wanted to po- uh, put out that uh, also coming on the 12th, uh, you get we're getting uh, two Game of the Year editions. Ah, Borderlands for, uh, Dragon Age. Four, oh, three then. Borderlands, Dragon Age, and Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Uncharted 2, exactly a year after it released last year, is getting... Yep. Uh, and also on the DLC side, we will be getting the special, uh, the second special for Alan Wake, the writer. That's that. Wow, that's a stacked day. Yeah. Isn't that the last of the DLCs for Alan yes. Wake? Yep. Yes. And then we'll uh, have to wait on that cliffhanger until Alan Wake Two comes out. I'm sure that that'll, I'm sure that'll upset our uh, our editor. Yeah, right? really. The guy who doesn't watch TV, but got a dose of it. Um, <laughs> October seventeenth is what could be my Wii game of the year. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Oh, yes. Um, Because that looked awesome at E3. Uh, Easily one of the best surprises of the show. Uh, October 19th is a pretty busy date as well. DJ Hero 2 for the DJ crowd. EA Sports MMA for the sports crowd. Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 2 for the anime crowd. Uh, And this little game that I think that Dan's going to play the hell out of, it's called Fallout New Vegas. Um, he's gonna. I could tell he's gonna play the shit out of that game. Yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, a Vanquish is out that day too. Let's not forget Vanquish. Yes. Oh man, have you have you guys played the demo for that? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh. Fast. It's so fast. That's what's so awesome about it. Fast, but great. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy it. And then the, uh, this time next month, last week, last release day of the day, of the month, October twenty sixth. Um, you have Fable three, which is worth talking about. I'm sure Rock Band three. Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, The the Sims 3 making its way to the consoles, finally. Uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. Um, oh, and Tony Hawk's Red, where they try and make the, the uh, skateboard work again. Oh, really? And Sean White yep. skateboarding. And Sean uh, White skateboarding, too. Don't forget. Yay. Same day. Same day. All right. All right. See? I'm glad you guys are following me up on this. Um, uh, and so- um, hold on. I saw one more. Uh, I'm trying to find it again. Um, oh, uh, also for I think it's coming out for the move. Uh, the fight lights out is coming out for the PlayStation Three. What day is that? The twenty sixth. Apparently the twenty sixth. Ah, okay, good, good, good to know, good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's getting to the point now where it's the Christmas season, so every month is just stacked to the gills with November friggin' games. October is gonna be gonna be bad, and then November is just gonna be ridiculous. Worse. Uh, it's gonna be worse, cause like, yeah. well, until, well, it wasn't. It was bad until Little Big Planet Two got delayed. Cause once, yeah. I, oh, yeah. once Little Big Planet Two got delayed, I didn't have to worry about buying two collector's editions on the same day anymore. <laughs> you so, got room to breathe. I do have room to breathe, and that makes me very happy. Um, what other collector's edition was it? Assassin's Creed. Ah. Uh. I'm still I'm still debating on getting the collectors for that. I'm not entirely sure if I want the Harlequin uh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. <laughs> I'm very excited for that, actually. So uh, that's September in a nutshell. As you can see, it is the precursor to what looks to be a crazy, crazy month in gaming, or two months in gaming if you count November. For news director Michael Murphy 
and staff writer and overall awesome dude, Dan Crabtree. Um, and Mike, don't get offended. The only reason I called him that is because he doesn't have a title. I... <laughs> Fuck you, I got a title, all right? <laughs> I am associate... I'm putting that on my business cards now. <laughs> overall awesome dude. Uh, I am associate editor Jason Finelli. This has been the September versus Node replay. And until next month, keep playing so you know what we're talking about. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.